Welcome to the Why Am I Losing It podcast, brought to you by Bosley Pro. You can find us online at bosleypro.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-P-R-O.com. And now, here are the hosts for Why Am I Losing It, Colleen Camp and J.D. Shelton. Okay, welcome to Why Am I Losing It, Losing My Hair, that is. Welcome, my co-host, J.B. Shelton. I'm Colleen Camp. And J.B., we've had some great guests on our podcast, but I think we are exceptionally excited about our next guest that's coming up because he is a leader in our industry when it comes to fighting hair loss. Absolutely. Absolutely. So his background is not only leading teams, but he's been involved with hair loss for a number of years and has connected up with clients and consumers all across the U.S. in what they can do to fight hair loss, including working with R&D labs, with working with world-class medical teams, and also with product companies, and has brought so much to our industry in how people can learn more about preventing hair loss and regrowing hair. Exactly. And just learning also how the industry is evolving, especially with our current situation. What will the beauty industry look like when we come out of this cloud? So many of us are really concerned with, you know, how do we keep our team safe? How do we keep our guests safe while we're still addressing the guest needs? And I know we've had a lot of um, guests that have asked us about stress and hair loss, and they're worried about, you know, during this time, you know, the stress that's happening and, and people are saying, hey, I think it's involving my scalp health and my hair health, and absolutely it is, but there are solutions that are available and there's technology that's coming out that's world-class and leading the industry. So, which is a great introduction uh, for our next guest. Our next guest that is leading the charge within our industry for fighting hair loss is Ian Murphy. Thank you, Ian, for joining us. We're so excited to have you here. Hi, guys. Thanks very much for having me here. It's a pleasure to share with our audience, and hopefully I can match up to all these other guests you have. It sounds a little intimidating, but I'll do my best. I think we are very, very excited to have you here, and I know our guests are excited to have you here and some were even asking about it because your knowledge is so vast uh, and you really connect up people and products and solutions when it comes to fighting hair loss. So you're connected with, you know, medical doctors that are leading the industry, um, educators, stylists, and marketing teams and R&D labs. So you're really, I mean, full circle, 360 degrees of helping this challenge that we have in fighting hair loss. So you have a passion, you know, for helping people in hair loss. How did you get involved in the hair loss category and helping people prevent hair loss? Well, that's an incredible uh, introduction, Colleen. Uh, but I really appreciate what you're saying. I've been very blessed, I think, to meet some truly talented individuals along the way. And and as many of us uh, are given opportunities, I've managed to you know, wander down certain rabbit holes that have led to answers and solutions. And, uh, uh, but for me, you know, uh, I think like many of us, it started, I think, when I was a, a young lad living in England and, um, and looking at my, my dad saying, no, he's in his, in his 30s. Why, is, why has he got a shiny, bold head? And why has he got hair on the side and on the back, but nothing on top? You know, and I'm thinking, 
hope that doesn't happen to me. And then I looked at my, my granddad and I'm thinking, well, he's got a bit more hair. He looks a bit more, you know, respectable and, and looks like uh, he, he, he might just hang on to that a bit longer. And then, of course, when you're young, when you're a teenager, you kind of just kind of move on to the next thing. And what's the next uh, Atari game back in the day? That was a, a real uh, dating moment there, dear. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you know the, the next kind of evolution for me, the next sort of stage was um, I was uh, working for a big beauty company uh, when I was out of, fresh out of university in England and a huge multi-level marketing company that you would all know begins with an A and I'll leave it at that and uh, and I was really interested in moving to America because my dad was uh, from Pittsburgh I know you like that Colin being a Chiefs fan and I'm a Steelers fan <laughs> however that aside sports aside and we hope that comes back soon you know I, I really had this vision of, of uh, moving to America at some point and uh, uh, a friend of mine was a salon owner uh, in Northampton which is where I'm from, city in the middle of England, thousands of years old. And, and she was saying, well, you know, there's this company I use uh, called Redken, and they, they seem to be really into hair science. Now, this is going back, you know, 25 years, of course. Uh, and so whilst on vacation in, in L.A., I happened to think, well, I'll just roll up to Redken and knock on the door and see if they'll give me a job. <laughs> and so I did. And the, the vice president of international at the time for that organization was a, a Scotsman. And uh, I think he took pity on me. He's like, you know, what are you doing here? So anyway, he said, I've got an office back in England. Let's meet up there and we'll chat a bit more. Well, I, I went and visited with him and to cut a long story thought, I was, I was super excited about this whole world. I mean, you know, salons were, were this place where, you know, women and, and, and girls went and guys kind of tried to stay out of because it just wasn't a very manly thing to do. Uh, which is probably why men were losing their hair because they never paid attention to their hair. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I, I started hearing words out of his mouth like trichology, elasticity, scalp health. I'm thinking, what is all this about? I just thought it was, you know, you had a shower in the morning and you, you got whatever product that your mum left in the shower and that was it. You would get on with your day. And, uh, and, and uh, when I started, started to really uh, learn more about uh, hair and scalp and, and these yeah. conditions, when they offered me a job. And so I was working there and the director of education for, for this particular company was someone who absolutely just boggled my mind because I thought, how could companies have someone like this on their staff that all they do is talk about hair? Someone have to like go and make some money and sell something. And, and you know, so, so anyway, I, I, but I was absolutely enthralled because she would talk about this phrase, this subject called trichology. And, uh, and I said, well, tell me more about that. Her name was Joan Newton, a super industry leader in the UK in terms of hair and salons. And, uh, and she brought out this little, little machine and she said, well, check this out. And it sort of stretched the hair and then snapped. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. But she said, no, no, this is important. Let me tell you why. And she would explain about how the hair, the elasticity of the hair was a good measure of how the hair was growing, how the condition of the scalp was and, 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 uh, and what type of protein and moisture was needed in the hair. So this really started my, my, my journey into scalp and hair health. So you got connected up with a scientific brand right in the very beginning. And that kind of was the start into scientific substantiation in meeting savvy consumers' needs uh, for products that, you know, truly do work. So what a great brand to get connected up with. And uh, yeah, watch out for those education directors, Ian. Man, it's amazing sometimes what they bring to the table. 
yeah ab ab absolutely and uh you know i i was fortunate to continue my journey with that organization because they're the ones who moved me to america and i was in my apartment in new york one morning um getting ready for work and i looked in the in the, the tub in the shower and i'm seeing hair there and i'm saying oh where's that coming from oh it must be mine all right fine and and uh and so I'm getting a little bit older now. I'm thinking this is not a good sign. I'm seeing more and more hair in 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 the tub at the at the end of a, of taking the shower. So it was at this time when another company that was very much dialed into thinning hair launched. I think we all know what that company's called. It begins with an N. And because uh, I don't want to be too brand specific in this, I want to keep this broad so we can all tap into it. But they had an incredible little device that you would put into your into your bathtub. Uh, plug drain area uh, and it came free with these two or three products in a pack and, and so I, I got this little this this little uh, sink hair catcher and put in there and followed the, the rules on the box and checked how many hairs were falling out and and then you know every day you, you or every couple of days you're, you're looking at the hair thinking okay am I really losing it no name check for your podcast here but I'm thinking am I really losing it and so, so this was another great step along the way to say hang on so why does our hair fall out more than other people's, faster than other people's. So this again started uh, asking uh, questions and and is it is it about protein and moisture? Is it about elasticity that I'd love for, or is there something more? And that was kind of the next um, chapter in thinking, wondering, questioning what was happening on top of my head. Yeah, let me ask you this. Ian, because well, this is a big topic of conversation for Colleen and I, and, and especially behind the chair, we often talk about how women are the first to bro broach this subject with their hairstylist. I'm losing my hair. I counted five more hairs this week than last week. But as a man, when you went into your hairstylist or barber, while you were kind of in this research thinking mode, what did you say to them? What was your, how did you broach this subject or did you? You know, I said nothing and they said nothing. And you know, and there's, and, and there's, it's interesting that dynamic because as a man, and, and we'll get into why, how, why and how times have changed in, in a little bit, but as a man, I think it was, it's acceptable almost for, well, you know, yeah, that's hair fell out, your grandparents were out, and, and it's okay, I can shave it short, and it still looks cool, and don't worry about it, and you don't really think much beyond, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you don't really think typically much beyond what's happening today and tomorrow, maybe what's going on this weekend, and where, where, where's the next party, and everything right. at that point in life, you know, unless you have different just responsibilities. So that's an excellent point, because most people um, start recognizing they might need to address hair health and scalp health when they start seeing more hair in the shower. But really what we have learned is that most of hair loss in men and women, it's, it's hereditary and you want to get in front of it and you wanna take care of that in the beginning. And sometimes as early as in the mid twenties is a good time to start using products that you can have healthy hair, and healthy scalp, and that's a key factor. So, but a very good point too, Ian, that you made is sometimes people don't know where to go when they feel like they're starting to have more shedding and they don't know how to talk to their hairstylist. In some cases, the hairstylists don't even know where to send them. And, and that's where JB and I, we get involved. We are definitely advocates for um, training and mentoring stylists all across the country on how to have that conversation. Uh, because sometimes, 
um, nobody knows how to bring the subject up. And JB, I know you run into that with, with your team and, and with your guest as well. And, and you're definitely leading the charge for training people on how to have that conversation um, before the shedding starts yeah. happening in the shower. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but hair loss is the fastest growing category in the beauty industry next to hair color. So there are a lot of people losing it and it's starting much younger and younger. I see much younger. My, my, my nephew around the age of 21, he even noticed that his hair was thinning. And I think hereditary, but I also think environmental effects big time on your hair growth. So living in a vitamin deficient world, immense stress we're under. Now, this stressful time we're under right now, I am prepared to see the results of this stress for the next three to six months on my guest's hair. The excessive shedding or um, the breakage because we're growing hair that's vulnerable. We all know fighting hair loss and also dealing with stress. I mean, it comes to internal health versus external products, you know, that you can put on the scalp too as well. And I know there's some outstanding supplements that are out there. Um, in the end, you're, you work a lot with kind of have a, a peek into the future of what's going on. And, and you help with a lot of technology that is coming down the pipeline that's going to be available here in the next few months or the next year or so. Is there, is there anything you can share with this Bod Bosley podcast as an exclusive, a peek behind the curtain? Is there anything new that's coming down the pipeline that you can share with us? Well, I think you both mentioned three important things there. One is about awareness on both the consumer and the hairdresser or professional or doctor side. Two is more about, well, what do we do about it and where do we go? And three, what you just mentioned is what's coming to, to help us, the new technology innovation stream, et cetera. So, you know, you mentioned the word future. Well, let's do a little back to the future Marty McFly moment for a second. So about, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, if you think about it, there really were not any major solutions. There was a few, one or two products that certain brands had as an ancillary afterthought, but, it's, but this whole thinning category was, was not even that big. It wasn't focused. There wasn't really any, any focus on it. It was almost like um, the days before the iPod came along. You know, everyone had a Walkman, and suddenly the iPod arrived, and it's something like thinning hair products arrived. And so it was a natural evolution and so now you know there was it started with the awareness being built amongst hairdressers who then could talk to to consumers about it and and so when now when you fast forward to today the game has completely changed as we know the internet and access using our smartphones has brought information education to our fingertips and whereas you know, the, the last 15 years, typically we would go and talk to our hairdresser or our hairdresser say, hey, you know, you're, you're thinning here a little bit or you need to use this product. You've got dry scab. You need to use this, you know, this, this particular moisturizing product because you're inside or it's winter or AC and heating, whatever the effects are. Maybe like JB said, stress and everything else. So the, the hairdresser became pivotal in that. But now the internet is, is almost like the new source. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at where consumers go to find their thinning hair and hair and scalp uh, products and solutions today, it's really a broad group now. You've got people watching uh, shows on 
QVC and HSN. They've got products, of course, that have their own websites and information. There's a whole slew of new brands that have come onto the market that promise all kinds of products, including male enhancement, if you know what I mean. Uh, and, and so there's a whole gambit of products out there now that, that promise and offer solutions. I think what's important is, is uh, just like when you, unfortunately at the moment, what we're going to when you get sick, you want to go see the doctor. So where do you get the most important information from? And a couple of these doctor brands that are out in the market seem to have the edge because they really know hair and scalp physiology and science. So I've been very lucky to, to work with those types of individuals to understand what happens on that molecular or cellular level and then we, we, we work with the, the labs to say, now, if this is the problem on the scalp or with the hair, what are the chemicals, what are the, the natural occurring ingredients that can be used to strengthen, moisturize, slow down that follicular miniaturization, <laughs> some word for this time of day, but the shrinking of the hair and the early hair loss, how do we get to that? And so... We are working on a number of different solutions that, that can help us hold on to our hair longer in that phasal step of hair living and dying. And at the same time, thickening that hair and, and making the follicle healthy so it keeps producing as opposed to dying, shrinking, and then leaving a thinning space. So yes, there, there are a number of um, solutions we're working on, Colleen. Are there, are there some specific areas that you... Uh, you have in mind that we can expand upon? Well, you mentioned a, a couple great things there in addition to that question. And I think our listeners would love to know, how do you find a reputable product line that is scientifically substantiated, that's doctor-backed, that works with the top labs in the top doctors in the country? Because there is a lot of noise going on out there and there are a lot of promises that you seem to have found and aligned with companies that are scientifically backed and they truly are making a difference in this community. So how do they navigate through everything that's going on out there and how do they get connected up with a brand that truly is backed by science and doctors? Mm, great question, especially in today's uh environment where we really want to have leaders that provide content education and value instead of trying to grab and take mm -hmm. so this this term is often called the pre-purchase proposition don't need to get into the technical side of that but but really we want to have value we want to, we want to have quality of information so that really starts with Who's that information coming from? Because it's about integrity and credibility. I think there was that uh, great TV commercial that was out a year or two ago where I think it was that hotel chain Holiday Inn and stuff <laughs> like, you know, I think it was either a mathematician or a bus driver or, or, you know, well, I don't know how to do it, but I went to a Holiday Inn. <laughs> and, it was, and, and so with that, what I'm trying to get at here is that don't necessarily want to invest your time and money and in, in a product line that's that's just been gend up overnight by a marketing company that doesn't have the history right. and the background. So typically having a company that, that has a, a long tenure in health and science, you'd mentioned this, this, this podcast is, is sponsored by Bosley, companies like that that have multiple hair restoration clinics 
who are grounded in hair health and are dealing with it on a daily basis and looking at it, much like hairdressers who are dealing with uh, product uh, and hair challenges on a daily basis, uh, not someone who said, oh, I want to do this overnight and I'll just pump out something from a lab. So I think if you can find companies that have that sincere message to, to help in their mission statement and then secondly, have the, the history and have the day-to-day hands-on hair and scalp that can really deliver solutions. Yeah, I love how you touched on the integrity piece because I know consumers of today, and you think about all the generations we have on the planet, um, they're just beleaguered with the inundation of buy me, buy this, you know, purchase this, purchase that, without any real research and science behind it, like you said, just wanting to sell, sell, sell. And I think consumers are more cautious now. And I think coming out of this, you know, quarantine pandemic with COVID-19, I think they're going to be even more cautious. I think they're going to be even more like, show me, like everybody's going to be from Missouri, the show me state. You got to show it to me. You got to prove it before I'm going to give you a dime of my money. And I, that's how I operate as a hairstylist myself. Um, It's one of the reasons I got into the hair loss uh, category as a stylist. And it's one of the reasons I advocate for Bosley Professional Strength because it's all they do. You know, JB, I think we want a relationship. Yes. And that's how, you know, in the, in the branding world, that's, that's what's happened over the last 20 years, whether it's airlines with someone like uh, Richard Branson and how Virgin built a fun brand that would touch you and make you feel like you were getting more than an airplane ride. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we want a relationship and that's why the hairdressers are so important to, to, to have that, that uh, conversation uh, with, with, with consumers. And it's the same with, with brands today. Brands need to be less transactional and, and more relationship driven because we're in this together god we've heard that expression the last few months we really are in this together and so to colin's point to invest your time and your hard money to find a solution you want to be aligning with a solution that wants to give back and have a two-way street conversation with you over a period of time so i think looking for the products and the services that want that I think is has has more longevity uh, because we all know not everything is static either. Things change. It's constantly changing every day, you know. So to be ahead of the curve is a big part of uh, a success, I think, for any driven line, really hairstyling line. Yeah. Now, given that, now the other important part of this is who's got the best science, mm-hmm. and so. Some of the the science that has been out today, as we know, clinically proven products that you can invest in and know that there's been a proper uh, government study done um, before and afters, which we all look for, of course, in, in, in whether it's skincare, hair care, whatever it be, are, are important. And, and we know minoxidil, of course, was one of those key ingredients that came out over the last 20 years. Some people are not super excited about putting chemicals on. So looking for products have the same qualities in a botanical format uh, is, is often of, of value too. But it's, it's very interesting. There's three big trends that we see going on at the moment in this category. One is, of course, men... Uh, were originally the main focus of this industry. It was all about, oh my God, you know, men have a bit more money, maybe in want to invest in their hair, whereas women were more focused on maybe cosmetics and skincare. Well, that's completely changed now. And when, when we look at the, the market numbers and say, where are the 
the purchase is coming from. This is almost like a women's Me Too move of hair going on. We're seeing a huge influx in women. And, and Colin, you made a very interesting observation earlier about supplements and vitamins. Well, it turns out in recent studies that we've seen that the number one entry point for a woman into the thinning hair category is a vitamin, it's a supplement. If you look at a woman's bathroom, and that's you know, something I do on a regular basis, but if you do that, you know, there's the color-treated shampoo, which is probably the number one shampoo of choice because I just spent two or $300 on getting my hair done or, or my highlights or my latest color. I don't want to lose that. So having color-safe products is important, but now thinning hair products are becoming more important because what's the use of coloring hair if it's not going to be there or it's going to be fine and, and thinning in 10, 20 years time. So, so I think this why this category has become more popular. Women are realizing that they deserve to have the same pampering on their hair and on their scalp, which is the second biggest trend going on right now is scalp health is absolutely paramount. We've been in conversations with major uh, beauty retailers too. And if you look at on what's on, on shelves there, that typically tells you where the consumer's mind is. But these, these retail stores have to uh, adopt a certain space according to what's going to sell. And now some beauty retailers are expanding this whole scalp health area because they know consumers have made the link between if I have a healthy scalp, I'm going to have healthy hair, which sounds pretty obvious, but not all of us accept that. But it's definitely become an important trend there. And I think the third interesting trend we're seeing right now is the younger audience have come into this marketplace. And in particular, these Generation Y, Z and younger, the millennials, were the, the generation that grew up with the handheld device coming in and Wi-Fi access, where well, that was very different for us exes and, and older people, uh, or more mature people, I'd like to say. Actually. But, but so this younger audience are all about going online for their solutions, and they're very much interested in preventative health for their hair and scalp. So these three key trends are, are areas product developers uh, like myself are really focusing on. What can I do to help people with the scalp? How can I help women better with their, with their solutions specifically and, and gender specific solutions? And then how do we help younger people say, I don't want to look like how my dad looks right now. How do I avoid that in 20, 30 years time? And, you know, a big part of my role as a salon owner, you know, hiring the Gen Z stylist, the, you know, I've had stylists that are 19 years old. Communication, as we have talked about before, isn't their strong suit, verbal face-to-face communication because of the screen that they've had in their hands. And so they find it very difficult to broach the subject of hair loss because it's not happy and fun and positive and, you know, it's a hard thing to say, especially if you don't know how to say it. And with their generation experiencing hair loss, they have a great opportunity as well to broach that subject. Um, So teaching them these consultations is so important, giving them the tools that they need so they can learn how to have these conversations effectively without feeling like they're ruining someone's day. We know a lot of hair loss is based upon genetics, you know, and and it's not just on your mother's side or your father's side anymore. Either side, could you could have those genetics um, where you could lose your hair, and you might be able to prevent that. Millennials nowadays, 
they've had the screen, you know, they've had the device, that's, you know, the majority of their connectivity, their conversations are texting versus, you know, a phone call. But the one area that they don't mind being physically touched is through their hairdresser. They enjoy it. But other than that, even when they go to the doctor, they don't like anybody like physically touching them, but they do like going to the hairdresser and they do like gleaming through all the noise of what's going on with hair loss and what they can do um, to prevent that. So they don't end up looking like maybe their father that, you know, went bald at a very, very young age. So And the other thing that's important too is a lot of people aren't addressing gender specific supplements because men need something a little bit different in their supplements than what women need. And I know JB, one reason too, and and you and I both, um, we've made it known that we've devoted our career to, to traveling across the country to teaching, you know, stylists and consumers but we really have the luxury that we can align with whatever brand that we feel like is important. And both you and I got involved in the hair loss community years ago due to our passion and understanding of what that is like to go through to lose hair. And we got aligned with Bosley for one of the reasons was gender specific approach. And a lot of companies don't understand that men and women need something different when a man goes bald, he can still be sexy, but when a woman goes bald, they don't feel sexy ever. We are here to help prevent that. And when women lose hair, it's usually a diffusion where it just gets thinner and thinner and thinner, where men, it's more patterned. So we've looked at helping our clients and our female clients with alternatives, but more of a 360 approach. So even some of the things that we travel and teach on is how you can instantly make your hair look visibly um, and cosmetically fuller and thicker. So, and we have, you know, (laughs) we've both developed some very cutting edge techniques in both the cutting methodology and the styling methodology for both men and women where we can offer in addition to that 360 approach of supplements, scalp health, Mm. This is no longer a shampoo business, I think. I'm not a doctor, but it really is no longer a shampoo business. Mm-hmm. It is a thinning hair business. And that's where we have to continue to evolve the education and sharing the knowledge with consumers. So yes, you know, maybe it starts that with a shampoo. And, and again, as we all know, and if we don't know, we have this nasty little uh, hormone that sits on the hair and shrinks our follicles, DHT. And that's obviously a, a part of the solution is eliminating, inhibiting, trying to remove that so that we can uh, at least support the follicle. And so that's one part of it. The supplement is another part. How do we provide the necessary dietary nutrition to again provide the scalp with the nutrients and the hair, the nutrients that, that it needs. The other the portion, of course, is making sure that we have the right naturally derived ingredients in our products, such as algae and stem cells that have been shown in the lab to support healthy follicle and hair growth. Mm-hmm. Treatments that have these types of ingredients are something that uh, consumers and hairstylists should be making sure that's on their checklist. And of course, without 
the nasties and that's obviously a a, a, a preface for all of our decision made today obviously we don't want the, the sulfates and the parabens all that stuff we know that already but the but the new information here is making sure that these types of uh, dht inhibiting and follicle powering ingredients are in the formulas when we look on the back of the labels going back to the product form and the product solution for a moment so again having the types of thickening treatments that, that help the density of the product are, are super important. And the follicle-specific ingredients, there's a very uh, interesting follicle products out today that really help specifically like rubbing into the scalp at night. It's interesting, you know, when we put our skincare products, so we're often told that the best way to have results is at night. The scalp and the skin absorbs the most at night. So why are we not having more nighttime products for scalp? And, and that, I think, is an opportunity right there, whether it's some kind of follicle product that you can rub in and leave there. But, you know, that should be part of our, our, our nighttime regimen. Done with the face. What am I doing on the hairline? Where's my thinning patch? Leave it in there. And, uh, and again, it's up to product marketers to make sure those products don't stink and run around the pillow and everything. But that's, that's a separate uh, subject. And then as we look at this, this evolution of what products and solutions are available for us, there are also devices out there. Some incredible devices that are, again, FDA improved. And I'm talking in particular about lasers. Mm -hmm. And laser technology is another fabulous solution for those that work. So what you're trying to do here is to combine everything in your favor, much like when we use our skincare products to use the right type of exfoliator, to, 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 uh, you know, a, a porosity evener, a, a serum, a moisturizer, an eye product, possibly a lip product. Uh, we use these products in, in combination to make us, our skin and our face stay looking young and supple. And so we need to do the same approach, skincare for the hair. And, and again, different products, vitamins, shampoo, the right treatment, maybe a, a laser treatment. And then of course, if all else fails, yes, we can go to the clinic and, and get some great new uh, technology. I mean, you know, years ago, Obviously, we just thought it was like men filling in patches with plugs as they used to be called. And now it's so far, far, far evolved that from micropigmentation, where you're, you're filling in an area of density, you're masking it and no one would ever know, to, to having the latest in surgical techniques, which don't take more than a couple of hours and you're up and running in a matter of a day or so, limited downtime. So it's, it's really interesting to see what the, the whole array of products, and I'm sure there's going to be more technology coming out, uh, alluding to things that uh, we might be working on, uh, which could, again, involve ingredients and delivery, delivery systems too, that is going to help consumers tackle their hair and scalp the same way as they would focus on their face. Yeah, I don't think a lot of consumers realize your skin is your largest organ of elimination, and your scalp is part of your skin. And that youthful look is what everyone desires and full, thick looking, volumized hair, whether you're male or female, is part of that youth enhanced look. And nobody wants to look old, right? Even older people don't want to look old. And so recognizing the importance that your scalp is in fact your skin and you wouldn't go days without doing something to your skin face, right? I, every day I put my, my skincare on every day. And so recognizing scalp is part of that, having, like you said, a treatment, a daily treatment, Ian, that you can use along with your skincare and begin a regimen that includes your scalp, 
with your skincare. I think is a great avenue to try to walk down to help these consumers multitask and understand everything as well. Yeah, it's an education thing. And again, you know, summer's just around the corner. Buy a hat. <laughs> because we don't think about it. I mean, you know, years ago, no one knew the effects of UVA and UVB in terms of either burning the scalp or causing potentially cancerous uh, cells too. And from these two different sources of UV light, again, we, we forgot about the hair. And what the simplest way in the summer is make sure you always wear a hat because when you lose those follicles, it's tough to get them back. Once you lose that, it's hard to get it back. <laughs> yeah, right. It's called getting old. JV, to your point too, it's like, health you wouldn't think about not exfoliating your face once a week mm-hmm. but yet we wash our face every day sometimes twice a day we exfoliate at least once a week but we don't wash our scalp every day in a lot of cases and we get more questions on scalp exfoliation than i think of any other product that's out there and we always recommend you know that you're picking a product and exfoliator, one that you're exfoliating at least once a week, especially since dry shampoos now, we are not washing our hair every day. We used to, but that weekly scalp exfoliation needs to have effective ingredients that don't harm our scalp, like the peppermint oils, the charcoal is a great one, and also the dissolving crystals of sugar versus walnut shells. So you'll see an exfoliation for both face and scalp. You'll see a lot of times the walnut shells and that can actually cause abrasion, you know, to the scalp. So we always recommend that you're using the dissolving sugar crystals along with the charcoal when you're exfoliating your scalp once a week. And on top of after you exfoliate your scalp, your hair is going to be the most fullest, most voluminous looking day it's going to have. So Time your weekly scalp exfoliation when you need to have a good hair day because a good hair day is going to be a great day. There's no 100%. Well, well, to your point, Colin, picture this if we thought and we think every day that our, as JB said, our scalp is an extension of our skin. Imagine if you sprayed hairspray on your cheek and left it there all day, even worse for a man. If you took one of the, you know, and I, I, I like using these, these thick, heavy waxes type of pomades. Imagine if you, if you put that on your cheek and you left it there for eight hours and didn't wash it off. Right. So we, we have to think of the scalp like the skin. And if we treat it the same way, like you said, exfoliate once or twice a week if it's needed, uh, hydrate it properly, the right type of uh, growth ingredients in the serum type of products that we use, we're putting ourselves in the best optimal position to win. And I think that's a great way to, to look at it. Think about your scalp the same way as you would treat your face. So I think we absolutely came full circle. I mean, we talked about gender specific. We talked about good nutrition and how that can affect scalp health and also hair health. Also preventative measures the latest technology that's going to be coming down the pipeline and what's going to be available. And, and Ian, I hope we can circle back around with you at a later date and maybe you can share with us, you know, some of those technologies um, that you're working with, with some of the top labs in the country, because this has been fantastic and we would love to have you back on again at a later date. That would be terrific. There are a number of new initiatives that I'm currently working on with my team that will really 
changed the face of how we manage our hair. And again, this is not a shampoo solution solely. It's a thinning hair solution. And we have to think, again, multiple categories, holistically inside and out, which is something we're now all used to here in that vernacular because it's been now out for the last five years or so. But we have to think holistically, we have to think a bundle and we have to think, how do we put our hair in the best position to win? Think about your scalp like your skin. Would I put this on my face? And I think that's a good way to, to leave it. It's a great way to visualize and think about it and think how you treat your face and that's how you should be treating your scalp and, and everybody will be set up to win. So thank you, Ian. We really appreciate uh, your knowledge, sharing your knowledge, your vast knowledge that you have in this category. And JB, I know you continue to devote your entire career to helping both men and women and, and training stylists. And I have a passion for it as well. And, um, you know, I think I'll, I'll still be sharing knowledge even well into, you know, my retired life because we feel so passionately. Um, and we always, always love to think, Bosley, who's our sponsor of this podcast, Why Am I Losing It?, because it does bring us all together and it does bring top industry leaders and doctors and stylists uh, to this podcast that they can share with us what is happening out in the industry and what we can do to maintain hair health and also prevent hair loss. So with that, thank you again, Ian Murphy. Thank you, JB Shelton. And thank you to Bosley, and you can reach uh, Bosley at bosleypro.com or find them on their social channels or uh, just reach out to us uh, directly. So thank you so much. And with that, we'll sign off until the next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast and check out all our past podcasts. You'll find us online at bosleypro.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-P-R-O.com. <laughs>